1999 by H.B. Fife, Chapter 6. This LibriVox recording is in public domain. For a jail cell, the chamber was quite commodious. The walls were of bare stone, like most of the buildings in Greenhaven which Maria Ringstadt had visited during her short period of sightseeing. She thought that it must have entailed a great deal of extra labor to provide such large rooms in a stone building, especially when the materials had to be quarried by relatively primitive means. On Greenhaven, everything had evidently been done the hard way. She had heard about that facet of the greeny character before leaving the ship, and she now wished that she had listened more carefully. It was difficult to picture in her mind just how far away that spaceship was by this time. That had been the worst, the feeling of having been abandoned. Meanwhile, having turned up her nose at the sewing chores they had assigned to her, but having nothing else to occupy her, she sat on the edge of the austere wooden shelf that doubled as a bed and a bench. The greeny guard standing in the doorway looked as if he had expected to find the sewing done. Can't you understand, honey? said Maria lightly. You can cart that basket of rags away. I have no intention of sticking my fingers with those crude needles you people use. The greeny was a short, sturdy young man, uniformed in the drabbest of dun-colored clothing. A shirt with a high, tight collar, starched like cardboard, held his chin at a dignified elevation. It also seemed to keep his eyes wide open, Maria thought, unless that was his naturally naive expression. Did anyone ever tell you those hats would make good spittoons? she asked. It is forbidden to speak vainly of any correction official, said the young man stiffly. Correction official, echoed Maria. Look, honey, don't kid with me. I bet you're just a janitor here. If I thought you were a real official, who might be cuddled into letting me out of this cage, I'd be a lot more friendly. She gave him an amiable grin. It was not returned. The greenie stood, gripping the thick edge of the blank wooden door until his knuckles whitened. He looked like a man who had just discovered a worm in his apple. Half a worm, in fact. Now I may be pushing 35, said Maria, but I know I don't look that bad. Actually, alongside your greenie girls, I stack up pretty well, don't you think? For one thing, I'm shorter than you are. For another... I fill out my clothes and don't look like a skinny old horse. You are not dressed as an honest woman, the guard got out. Setting on the edge of the wooden bunk, Maria crossed her knees and thought he would choke. She tugged slightly at the short skirt that had attracted so many lowering stares when she had strolled down the main street of First Haven. She was used to being among men, but this poor soul was outside her experience. Maria Ringstab was aware of both her visual shortcomings and attractions. After a month here, her hair was beginning to grow and darker and less auburn. She was a trifle solid for her five feet four, but that came of having a durable frame. Her face was squarish, with a determined nose, and her hazel eyes looked green in some lights. On the other hand, she had a nice smile, and she had spent much time in places where few women went. She was used to being popular with the opposite sex, even in face of competition from members of her own. In the greeny women... With their voluminous drab dresses and hangdog expressions devoid of the least makeup, she saw little competition. Really, she said, no one else would think of me as a criminal. I just tried to buy a picture in that little shop. Then the heavens fell in on me. The heavens do not fall on Greenhaven, said the guard firmly. Well, anyway, some very sour characters trumped up all sorts of charges against me, and here I am. But I didn't do anything. The attempt is equal to the deed. Maria shook her head and sighed. She stood up and took a few steps toward him. You must keep your place, ordered the young man, with an undercurrent of panic in his tone. I have not come to debate justice with you. You have sinned, and you have been sentenced. I bet he'd faint if I threw my arms around him, thought Maria. But what was the sin, honey? she demanded. You'd think I'd written a bad article about Greenhaven for my syndicate. Honestly, I didn't even have time to see the place. The young man released the edge of the door, but still looked worried. 
Greenhaven was founded by colonists who sought liberty and were willing to create a haven for it by the sweat of their brows, he informed her. Conditions were inhospitable. There were plagues to test their faith, an ungainly beast to test their courage. What has been built here has been built by a great communal struggle, and it is not to be hazarded by the sinful attitudes of old Terra. And you should have paid the listed price. But he wouldn't sell me one at that price when I offered it. Then he did not have one. You attempted to bribe him. Well, it was just a friendly offer, said Maria, straightening her skirt. It didn't amount to anything. On the contrary, it amounted to bribery, immorality, and economic subversion. Procedures such as purchases and merchandising must be strictly regulated for the good of the community. We cannot permit chaos to intrude upon the peace of Greenhaven. You know, honey, she remarked, studying him with her head cocked to one side. You talk like a book, a very old book. The guard rolled his eyes toward the hall. He relaxed for the first time in order to lean back and listen to something in the corridor. I must caution you to cease addressing me as honey, he said in a lower voice. I hear the steps of my superior. Maria laughed, a silvery ripple that made the young man grit his teeth. Maybe he's jealous, she suggested, or bored. What do you fellows have to do anyway, except go around handing out cell work and picking it up? There is no place on Greenhaven for idle hands, said the young man, eyeing the untouched sewing with disapproval. Isn't there any excitement? How often does someone try to escape? It is forbidden to escape, said the guard soberly. He looked as if he wished that he himself could escape. Heavy steps halted outside the door of the cell to signal the arrival of the chief warden. The latter turned a severely inquiring stare upon the young man, who hastily stepped aside to admit his chief. Have you been conversing with the prisoner? asked the older man. He was clad in a similar uniform with, perhaps, a slightly higher collar. His dark-browed features reflected greater age and asceticism. Otherwise, Maria thought ruthfully, there was little to choose between them. He seemed to have a chilling effect upon the guard. Only in the line of duty, sir, the young man responded. The warden spotted the basket of undone work. He frowned. This should have been attended to long ago, he said. What excuse can there be? Maria planted both hands on her hips. Plenty, she announced. In the first place, you have no right to hold a Terran citizen in a hole like this. In the second, that ridiculous five-year sentence is going to be appealed and canceled as soon as the Terran Council gets things moving. That is at least doubtful, retorted the warden, favoring her with a wintry smile which raised the corners of his mouth an eighth of an inch. Meanwhile, there are methods we can use to enforce obedience. Would you rather I summon some of the women of the staff? I'd rather you'd explain to me what was so awful about trying to buy a picture of the city in that little shop. If they weren't for tourists to buy, why did they have them? Such nonsensical objects are provided for tourists and others who must from time to time be admitted to Greenhaven. That does not excuse flouting our laws and seeking to cause dissatisfaction through the example of bribery. The city of First Haven has been wrung from the wilderness, but the struggle to complete our building of the colony must not be hindered or subverted. It is necessary. Oh, hell, you talk like a book, too, exclaimed Maria. The two men stared at her, silent, wide-eyed, utterly shocked at this open evidence of dementia. The price list is sacred to you, she snapped, but it's all right to put that junk on sale to clip the tourists, isn't it? Why doesn't that strike you as being immoral? They're no good, but their money is, is that it? She turned and stalked back to the shelf bed where she sat down and deliberately crossed her legs. You will not be required further, the warden told the young man. See that you spread not the plague by repeating any of this Jezebel's loose talk. The guard left hurriedly. Maria discovered the warden gaping at her knees and defiantly tossed her head. You never see a leg before, she demanded. Or are all you greeny girls bow-legged? Is that why they wear those horrible mother hubbards? She gave her skirt a malicious twitch, revealing a few more inches of firm thigh. The warden began to turn red. He muttered something that actually sounded closer to a prayer than a curse. 
and then turned his eyes away. I hope those in authority will yield to the importunities of your depraved fellow who calls himself the Terran Council and sullies the clean air of Greenhaven by his very... I hope they deport you. Oh, honey, could you arrange it? cried Maria, leaping up and advancing on him. She grabbed him just above the elbows and he broke her hold by sweeping both hands upward and outward. This offered Maria the opportunity to take a double grip under his belt. When he lowered his hands to free himself, she threw both arms about his neck. I knew someone could fix things up, she exclaimed. You're going to let me out of here until they decide what ship to put me on, aren't you? The warden's expression was horror-stricken. With a heavy effort, he got both hands against her and shoved. Maria staggered back all the way to the bunk. The warden, apparently not quite sure what he had done, looked down at his hands. He turned them palm up. Then, as his gaze met Maria's, made as if to thrust them behind his back. Relax, honey, she said. You were a little high. I don't imagine you have any laws here against shoving a lady on her can, as long as you're careful where you shove. May the founders protect me from a forward woman, breathed the warden. Will you be still and listen to me, Jezebel, or would you continue ignorant of the news I brought? What news? I'm instructed to inform you that you have an official visitor. Do you wish to see him? Maria shoved herself away from the edge of the bunk and assumed a dignified stance. She tugged her clothing into order. I should be most honored to receive this visitor, she said in her best imitation of greeny formality. I deeply appreciate your announcing his presence. At last. The warden glared at her, finding no words worthy of the state of his blood pressure. He stepped back and slammed the heavy door shut. It muffled somewhat his departing footsteps. I'm out, yipped Maria. She did a little jig, ran to the door to press an ear against it, and turned to survey the cell with the fingers of one hand beating a light tattoo against her lips. She crossed to the bunk. From beneath it, she dragged the small overnight bag she had succeeded in obtaining from the ship before it had left for the next planet. She began to go about the room, collecting the few odds and ends she possessed and packing them. She was fingering the bristles of her toothbrush for dampness when she heard returning footsteps. The hell with brushing my hair, she thought. I'll go as is. She threw the toothbrush into the bag, tossed her hairbrush on top, and snapped the catch. She considered herself ready. The door opened and the warden ushered another man into the cell. Maria felt a sudden chill. The newcomer was a greenie. She looked over his shoulder, hoping for a glimpse of the Terran Council. But there were just the two greenies facing her. The stranger was nearer in age to the young guard than to the warden. On the other hand, the severity of his expression was a challenge to the older man. The uniform was about the same. My name is John Willard, he announced flatly. He reached into an inner pocket to produce a folded papers. At the edge of one, Maria caught sight of what she guessed to be an official seal. Willard opened the papers and turned to the warden. You identify the prisoner before us as one Maria Ringstad, native of Terra. I do, said the warden righteously. You will please sign this statement to that effect. There was silence in the cell as the warden held the document against the door to scribble his signature. Maria watched in growing chagrin. Willard folded the statement of identification, returned it to his pocket, and faced her. Maria Ringstad, he said. I am to inform you that your appeal has been denied. You will accompany me to the corrective farm number five, where I will deliver you to the authorities who will supervise the serving of your sentence. Maria drops her bag. What? You're lying. Let me see those phony papers. This is some sort of... Willard let her have the back of his left hand across the face. Maria never saw it until she was falling. She sat down with a thump. Her legs stretched out straight before her. Unbelievingly, she watched Willard sign a copy of his order for the warden. The latter examined it with satisfaction before tucking it away. They turned to look down at her, and Willard announced that he was ready to leave. 
He seemed to think that a good way to forestall an argument was to get her moving as quickly as possible. He yanked on one elbow, the warden pulled on the other, and Maria headed for the door at a smart trot, wondering how she had risen. My bag, she protested. I have it, said Willard. Turn left for the stairs, said the warden. I'm not going, she yelled. Yes, you are, said Willard. Yes, you are, echoed the warden. They reached the head of the stairs where the warden released his grip. Willard shoved her forward and the two of them descended with a breakneck lack of balance. At the bottom, they paused for the warden to catch up. Maria seized the chance to kick Willard in the shin. He turned white, but urged her on as the warden led the way through a barred door into an open courtyard. They crossed the courtyard by fits and starts, with Maria expressing her opinion in words she had never before uttered. The meaning of certain of them still eluded her, but Willard seemed to understand the general drift. The warden spoke to a guard, ordering him to open the main gate. Willard boosted her through with a knee in the behind. The massive portal swung to with a thud, leaving them out in the street. I'll be damned if I go to any prison farm, Maria shouted in his ear. I demand to see the Terran Council. This is an outrage. Willard glared at a passing greenie who seemed disposed to look on. He tightened his grip on Maria's arm, the better to tow her twenty feet down the street away from the gate. There, he backed her roughly against the blank granite wall. If you don't shut your face, he growled between set teeth, I'll really belt you one. Maria gasped in a breath and looked at him. It was easy, since he had thrust his face within a few inches of hers. Little droplets of perspiration stood out on his forehead. He looked scared. End of chapter 6